Winslow. Hi, I'm Haley. And, and we, we are, are Wrestling Wind Down. Down. On this week's episode, we are both back in studio and we're discussing the best matches and moments from Raw and SmackDown. We'll also be covering the word on the street and getting ready for a weekend packed of wrestling. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. tournament is it's going it is and i was kind of surprised by the eliminations that we had this week so ricochet faced off against drew mcintyre drew mcintyre was definitely one of everyone's picks to win right i think he's been a really strong competitor and people felt like he was kind of out of the loop for a while after the whole thing with roman reigns and shaming man they felt like this is Drew's moment. Yeah, when he but, came to the main roster, he right. started off really strong and then kind of died out. But Ricochet won, which yeah. is completely crazy to me. I mean, it was a good match. Obviously, Drew had the sides advantage. But in the end, Ricochet won. And I think a lot of people at that point, they kind of just halted themselves because they figured, you know, this isn't going to be a typical King of the Ring tournament where, you know, people online who were quote-unquote suggested to win are going to win. And we saw that with the second match, too. The Miz versus Baron Corbin. That one actually catered to what the fans online thought. A lot of people think Baron Corbin has this thing in the bag, which I'm kind of like, the only thing he has in the bag is a spaghetti recipe. So <laughs> Some breadsticks. Exactly. He faced off against The Miz. I kind of wanted The Miz to win this tournament because he was a very dominant Intercontinental Champion. He was a great WWE Champion, and I feel like he hasn't had... Anything really going for him He hasn't lately. really come back since he left. I mean, he has his reality TV show, but in WWE, he really hasn't had any big storylines. And I feel like it's because he's a he's a face. Yeah. I feel like if he was a heel, which he does so great at, he would be a championship holder right now. But they're really pushing for him to be a face because of this reality show, which I understand they want people to tune into the reality show. They are expecting kid number two, by the way, if you mm-hmm. watch the show, but... I miss Miz as a heel. Who do you think is a better heel, Baron Corbin or The Miz? I feel like they kind of bring two different aspects to the table. I feel like Baron Corbin is more of like a rugged heel. Like you're just kind of like this guy's a like he's just annoying. That's how I feel. But with The Miz, he was so good at being a heel that you almost liked him. The one thing that really comes to mind with me, which the anniversary was actually a couple days ago, was The Miz and Daniel Bryan's whole fiasco on talking smack a couple years ago where everyone remembers the Miz just went off on Daniel Bryan and he was a heel of course and I just remember that moment I remember moments before he's just such a great heel that even when people shouldn't like him they do because he's just so good at it yeah and he brings Maurice in the mix she's really good as a heel too they're just great together but uh, I don't know I feel like a lot of people are starting to like Baron Corbin as a heel yeah. I mean, he does have a lot to bring, and I know we always haven't been the biggest fans of his. We're jokesters about him, yes. Yes, but he he's definitely changing in a way that he's getting better and better at this, and people are tuning in more and more just to see what he's going to do next. Mayor Corbin ended up winning this match, and we saw this moment at the end of his victory where he stepped up onto the the king of the ring display and Mm -hmm. had his scepter and had his crown and he pretty much took his place as the king of the ring do you see him winning the whole thing or do you think you know maybe someone else will win it i think on the smackdown side they have a lot going for them i agree well this week he is competing against cedric alexander 
And personally, I think he will move up past that. I think he will beat Cedric. But after that, I don't really know. It depends who else wins that he's going to have to fight. So on the SmackDown side this week, we saw a very anticipated match between Ali and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy has been on the top of his game. He was in 205 Live, and now he's on SmackDown. And he's just really made a name for himself. He had the match with Roman, and he just f***ing ran with it. And... We saw this match between the two. I really would have been satisfied with either. Ali ended up picking up the win. It was a great match, but I honestly thought that Buddy Murphy would have won just because they've had him on this role, and I thought they would continue it, but I guess not. So Ali is moving to the next round. We also had Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, and Chad Gable won this one. So he's going against Andrade, (laughs) which I definitely think Andrade is going to win. So I really like Chad Gable. I feel like he's such an incredible athlete. He reminds me of a young Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. And this match was... Chad Gable, Kurt Angle. (laughs) Well, side note, a lot of people thought that he was the illegitimate son of Kurt Angle and that whole storyline and ended up being Jason Jordan and we Mm -hmm. know how that went. I just feel like, well, first of all, these two were in a tag team once upon a time. A couple months ago, maybe even a year ago, Sean Benjamin and Chad Gable were in this tag team because Jason Jordan couldn't compete anymore. And I don't know. I feel like they kind of screwed Sean Benjamin over, which I understand they're trying to push the younger talent. They want the younger talent to thrive, but they brought back Sean Benjamin. He's won money in the bank before. He's a former Intercontinental champion. Why the f*** are you burying him like that? They gave him one match and then... He's kind of just sleeps it's, under the rug again. It's annoying. Yeah. I would love to see him in a ladder match. I know King of the Ring is in a ladder match, but I just want to see Shelton Benjamin thrive. I feel like he's been sitting in catering. He hasn't been doing anything. You have this superstar that has been there for 10 plus years and you're not utilizing him. But then everyone will wonder why he jumps to another brand if he's not being used properly, which is something that we'll discuss later on. So here's what's going to happen. Either Baron Corbin is going to win this or someone who's not as big of a name from SmackDown is going to win. Because on the Raw side, we have Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, and Baron Corbin. Right. Which are four big names. And then on the SmackDown side, we have Elias, Ali, Chad Gable, and Andrade. Which Elias has really made a name for himself. With his I honestly see either Baron Corbin or Andrade winning this. Yeah. Maybe Samoa Joe by like a chance, which I mean, in a perfect world, Samoa Joe should probably win the whole thing, but I don't I don't see it happening. But I feel like either Baron Corbin's gonna continue his push and he's gonna win it all, or they're gonna have Andrade step in. I mean, I feel like they're kinda pushing him towards that. They had him in this feud with Rey Mysterio. I don't know what they're doing with that because now Rey Mysterio is, he wanted to retire, but he didn't retire. And now his son wants to face off against Andrade, but Andrade is fighting for the King of the Ring. It's like, there's just so much going on. I know y'all have superstars in the back (laughs) that could fill in this space and not be using a superstar for two things at once. Yep. Confusing. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes. I mean, we've had a lot of great matches so far, but it makes me wonder, Queen of the Ring? I mean, I know Queen of the Ring is on YouTube. I love that girl, but she needs a trademark her name before they do this. But (laughs) Queen of the Ring, I feel like it would be interesting as well. You bring up some NXT talent. Yeah. And you get the Raw and SmackDown women. Because there's definitely enough women, which is one thing I always hear, that they couldn't fill a whole roster. But they could. They definitely could. So... I would be down for that as long as Charlotte Flair doesn't win because that would just make the most sense and I would be mad. 
I would love to see that. You know, I don't know if they're willing to do that. It makes you think of the whole evolution thing. Like, yeah. you have the space to do this or the capacity. Even if they did it a couple months from now, it still would be cool. They could do it at an evolution pay-per-view. I swear to God, they stole my idea. They better credit us. But <laughs> they could do it there. I mean, they have. They would have the space to do it. They would have people there that are dedicated to the women. Mm-hmm. It would just be great to watch. I mean, I know it's a little bit time-consuming, you know, what eight to ten different matches well the men can do it so why can't the women but the men are doing it in a on a span of a couple weeks it's not all in one night in one night would be interesting though maybe they could do time matches yeah that's what we need we need something crazy we have sasha banks though and she has been crazy ever since she has came back and she's on a mission of domination blue hair sasha here she comes so, Lo, you know when you do something embarrassing and you feel like you just have to come out and say it before everyone starts making rumors and making fun of you behind your back? Mm-hmm. Sasha just came out and let everyone know, yes, she was crying on the floor when she found out that she was going to lose her title, but she's back and better than ever and isn't crying anymore. She's ready to fight and win it back. I think Sasha was really tired of people online assuming. You know what mm-hmm. happens when you assume and... Ryan Satin, he is the one that said that Sasha was crying on the floor at WrestleMania 35, and we never knew if it was true or not. We kept hearing stuff with different sources, people saying that it wasn't true, yada, yada, yada. She came out and she said she damn sure was on that floor crying. And you know what? I think it's good that she did that. Yeah. Because she, she's listening to the people online, and she knows that that's what people were really worried about, her crying on the floor. Right, and she came back so strong. No one is going to be like, oh, she's weak. Oh, she's lame. Like... They're like, damn, look at Sasha with this blue hair coming out here, beating Natty's ass every single week. Here we go. So we ended up having that match that Dre predicted against Sasha Banks and Natalia, And it was a good match. Obviously, Sasha had the upper advantage because she's pissed. She's ready to go. Natalia wasn't fully healed from her arm injury that she had had two weeks prior when Sasha came back. I definitely think this match between Natalia and Sasha Banks was what Sasha needed to solidify herself. I really hope that Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch go at it at the next pay-per-view, which is Clash of Champions. We know that all the championships will be on the line, and this is the one that I'm really looking forward to. Yep. You know, I want to see if Sasha will win this title. I want to see if she's going to have to really fight for it and go for a couple pay-per-views before she finally wins it, or if they're just going to let her have it on the first try. Right. I feel like these two competitors are pretty equal in the way that they fight. So no matter what happens, I think it'd be really great. Sasha's former tag team partner, Bailey, did double duty this week. She was on Raw and SmackDown. On Raw, she faced off against Nikki Cross. Not really a notable match, to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't really think it was that good. Bailey really had, like, the upper advantage the whole time. I feel like Nikki Cross didn't really get a chance. And then the next night, Bailey came out on SmackDown and fought Lacey Evans and won. A Raw superstar on SmackDown. Make it make sense. Wild card rule is here, maybe? It needs to go. They haven't really announced it, so it's kind of confusing. Do you think it will stay? So actually, I saw on uprocks.com mm-hmm. that Bailey is tired of fighting the women from Raw instead of SmackDown. And with SmackDown moving to Fox in just over a month, the brand split can't really keep happening. Which means the wild card rule will pretty much just be eliminated. It so, needs to be. So I wonder if Bailey's just going to move from Raw to SmackDown and maybe give up her title. And I feel like Bailey is just going to stay on where she belongs, SmackDown. She's not going to be flip-flopping like she has been. The Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch wasn't on the show this week because she's out with her man, her fiance, Seth Rollins. So I feel like 
maybe this is kind of WWE's way of making sure that, you know, a champion in the women's division was shown, even though Nikki Cross is a champion as well. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm very tired of this wild card rule. It needs it to confusing. go. It does get confusing. They said, what, three to four wild cards? And you have damn near the whole roster on the show. Right. The WWE title picture is getting very interesting. Randy Orton is set to compete against the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, at Clash of Champions, and Randy Orton's starting to play a little bit dirty. So Orton got on the Tron this week and said that he got a note under his hotel room door, and it said, Dear Mr. Orton, stop hurting Kofi Kingston. Kofi is not stupid. Kofi is a good man, but you are a mean man, Mr. Orton. So mean that you make my hero Kofi Kingston cry at night. Because Kofi Kingston is not just my hero. Kofi Kingston is my daddy. Aww. And Kofi got pissed, which I understood. And Kofi ran to the back. Whole interaction with them. It's starting to get dirty. Kofi is all about his family. He Even is. When he won his title, his whole family came into the ring. Still one of the cutest moments in WWE. But So I feel like if when Randy Orton is bringing them up, Kofi is going to get pissed. And well, he's I feel going like, to be so mad. You know what I think of? I think of that storyline with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, what, like almost a year ago, where Samoa Joe was literally at AJ Styles' house talking about Wendy, and that was AJ Styles' wife. I felt like that really tugged at a lot of people, too, because it has to do with family. You think about, you know, these people are bringing family into the mix. Of course these superstars are going to get pissed. I remember how pissed AJ Styles was, so it's no wonder that... Kofi Kingston is as mad as he is. And who was it that was like, I think it was The Miz and Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin was like, when your daughter is born, she'll look up at me and call me daddy or something crazy like that. I mean, they always like to tie in the family stuff because family is such an important aspect of these superstars life in and outside of the ring. And I feel like that really draws people in as well because people feel like they kind of have like an inside scoop on these people when they see the family being involved in these storylines. But I really don't know if Kofi Kingston is going to lose his title yet. I was saying this last week. I feel like Kofi Kingston is on this roll, and I feel like they're just going to keep it pushing, keep it pushing until they f***ing can't no more. Randy Orton is a great competitor, and I feel like he hasn't really had anything going for him for, like, the past year. But I don't see him getting this title right now. Yeah. As we mentioned last week, Dre said that he thinks Brock Lesnar is the one that's going to dethrone Kofi Kingston. With the whole move to Fox, they need someone that is like this stronger character that will come in and just bulldoze Kofi Kingston and take that title. And I understand the Brock Lesnar side of things. I definitely don't see Randy Orton being that character for Kofi Kingston at this point. What do you think? This isn't the first time that someone has said that Kofi's going to lose his title. Back around the time of Money in the Bank, it was rumored if he was or was not going to keep it, which he ended up keeping it, and that's great for us. We would have been so sad if he didn't, but, you know, you never really know. Randy Orton is a great competitor. Brock Lesnar is huge, and... He might come back. He isn't, like, really in the ring as much as these other competitors, so I don't think he should get it. But there's always that chance. The crowd loves Brock Lesnar. But do they? I think they love how scary he is. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this next pay-per-view. I think WWE has been producing a lot of great matches at these pay-per-views, even on the weekly shows. We think about a couple months ago when we were talking about WWE, we're kind of discouraged about the product that they were putting out. But now it seems like they're really trying to get on top of their game. Now we're going to get into our word on the street and we'll know why WWE is at the top of their game. Feeling a little pressure. They are. So AWWE NXT this weekend, they're 
there is a lot of wrestling, yep. a lot to take in. I think it's going to be a great weekend, and you know what? There's a lot of product. Watch it all. Why argue about it? Just watch If you love wrestling, why not just watch it all? Like, why are you going to have to pick and choose? Exactly. So AEW is coming at us with their all-out pay-per-view, which is taking place in Chicago. It should be a great weekend. There's StarCast. There's so much going on. I'm looking forward to that, as well as WWE has their NXT UK pay-per-view in Cardiff, which should be amazing. I think this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. A lot of people say this online, but I agree with them. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You can watch everything. You have so many things right in front of you to view at any time you want to talk about with different people. It's just a great time. There's always a wrestler for someone. Everyone has their favorite wrestler for different reasons. Right. So. I mean, there's a brand for everyone. Right now, I feel like AW hasn't had enough content for people to be choosing. You know what I mean? Like, they might have their favorite wrestler on each brand, but there's no way they can be saying one brand is better than the other. That's just my opinion. But once they have a ton of content, then yeah, maybe maybe people will have their favorites. Bleacher Report dropped an article, which was a very interesting read for both of us, about predicting the next WWE stars to leave for AEW. Now, obviously, this is just assuming yeah just guesses yeah just guesses the list includes a lot of superstars including Kalisto and Graham Metalik so the reason they're thinking this is because on August 19th which was just last week two weeks ago yeah Kalisto tweeted 10 months hashtag free agents and then Graham Metalik responded me too carnal so that's a pretty big hint I mean it is and I think these superstars are so unhappy, but it's really shocking to see them tweet like this. Mm -hmm. Share the date or what we think is the date that their contract ends. Obviously, it says free agent, so we're going to assume that that's the day his contract ends. But you're that unhappy to the point where you have to post that. That's not good. Right. Also on this list is The Revival. What do you think about this one? It was rumored that The Revival were signing new WWE contracts worth a lot of money and... We never knew if they signed them or not, but they did have two tag team title reigns this year. So I don't know. I really don't see them jumping to AEW right now. I feel like they'll they'll obviously ride out the rest of their contract until 2020, but I don't see them leaving. Yeah, a couple of months ago, they seemed pretty set on leaving WWE, but now that all this has happened, I don't know. I'm not too sure. This next one is wouldn't be shocking to me. EC3, which... I mean, it's a no-brainer for him to jump somewhere else. He is literally the face of catering, which hurts my feelings. I love EC3. I think he's a great competitor, and I think WWE really signed him at the wrong time when they had a lot of superstars. They had Drew McIntyre come in around the same time as EC3. They had a lot of superstars that they knew what they were going to do with them, and we thought they knew what they wanted to do with EC3. He was thriving on the Impact roster. They got him, and now they don't know what to do with him, and It's sad. I mean, you bring someone back to a company that they had been in years before and they go and they leave the company and they go and build themselves and they're pretty much household names on the wrestling circuit. You bring them back to your company and you just let them sit there. It's like it's a waste of his time and it's honestly a disservice to his fans and himself. This article even brings up that other NXT call-ups from early 2019 have achieved so many successes like Ricochet, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, but still he's just chilling. He isn't doing much. Another superstar that I wouldn't be surprised about is Leo Rush. We haven't seen Leo Rush since early April and we have no idea why. We knew he was with Bobby Lashley for that 
chunk of time, he was like Bobby Lashley's voice almost. And then all of a sudden he was gone. And there were rumors floating around of why he was gone, but nothing was ever confirmed. He's very active on Instagram. He's even on a podcast now, but he doesn't even mention WWE anymore. Like nothing in his bio, nothing. Right. It's like he's under contract, but he's not working. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that these wrestlers who aren't being used should jump ship. I think that there's no reason for them to stay with WWE if they're not getting out there and wrestling and doing what they love. I think that they should go somewhere that'll appreciate their talents and everything. Speaking of that, the next wrestler is Apollo Crews. I don't agree with this one. He's currently in the King of the Ring tournament. This is where I don't agree with this article because we see Apollo Crews on TV right now. Yeah. So, But he lost in the first round of this. I do get that he lost, but it's like he was involved. At least he was involved. These other superstars, EC3, he wasn't involved. There's some other ones on this list that we haven't gotten to that weren't involved. So it's like, why is he on this list? Right. I think one reason he might leave is just because he thought that he would be further in his career at this point with WWE than he is. He said he understands how the process works. But he's disappointed with the process itself. I really, I don't see him leaving, to be honest with you. I think he'll ride it out, and I think he'll just keep going along with the ride. He, at least he knows it's a process, and he acknowledges it. I think it is interesting that he got on the rap, and he talked about this to them. I think it's always interesting when superstars go, you know, on social media, or they go to these magazines or these publications, and they talk about how unhappy they are with the company. I think people do side-eye that, and I think it is a little bit, discouraging for fans to see maybe their favorite superstar go to a media outlet or go on their twitter and talk about how they're out of their contract in a couple months it's a little bit messy Mm -hmm. and it's not a good look but i think they're just going to do it regardless they want the fans to know that they're not happy with their place but like apollo cruz it's a little bit weird because he's like i understand the process but i don't like it rather than rather than kalista who just said he's a free agent after this date you get what i'm saying like it's two different sorts of narrative there i agree The next superstar, we've thought he was going to leave, and then we thought he wasn't going to leave because then he's used. We never know. It's Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler has a rising comedy career on the side of WWE. I don't know if you knew that. Per Bodyslam.net, Dolph Ziggler has been on a handshake deal to work through SummerSlam until Vince McMahon decided not to let him go. Oof. I mean, at SummerSlam, they kind of made a fool of him. Right, with Goldberg and Goldberg coming out or whatever. I think that was to put over Goldberg after that horrendous match with the undertaker in saudi arabia mm-hmm. it's kind of sad that they had to use Dolph ziggler as a scapegoat Dolph ziggler has been there for absolutely forever he was there when the spirit squad existed all the way back in early 2000 and he's still there today he's one of the most well-known superstars on the roster because of his duration on the actual roster itself i don't see Dolph ziggler completely leaving wwe he's been there this long he's probably either going to work with them as an agent a producer maybe something behind the scenes if he's not involved in front of the screen. Right. I don't I don't believe this one. Sorry. I mean, if he does have another career, then he might not mind letting wrestling go. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see. Another wrestler who had a whole situation with his contract is Luke Harper. They think that he's going to leave, which I don't doubt, because this whole thing with his contract was crazy. So what happened was he asked for a release, they said no, and they ended up extending his contract because he was injured for a couple months, so they extended it a couple months. Which I feel like doesn't normally happen with WWE. So I think they might have just been being at this point. I think Luke Harper is such an incredible athlete. I've mentioned that before on here. I think he had such good fan support in his last match and the matches leading up to it. But 
I don't know what his future holds. I really thought that he was involved in this whole thing with Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which he damn sure could be. I think there's room for him to be in there, but I don't know where I see him going next. I would hope that he continues wrestling. I would hope that he continues following his passion, even though it didn't work out in the company that he thought. Maybe he could have a place in AEW. I feel like there's a lot of these superstars that I can't picture on the roster unless I actually see them physically at an AEW show then I'll be like oh okay well maybe I see them there mm-hmm. similar to these next two Rusev and Lana I definitely don't see them jumping ship no I think Lana and Rusev have gained so much attention with Total Divas I think a lot of people know them from that now and Lana does her modeling for Fashion Nova on Instagram <laughs> I think a lot of people know them from that and obviously Rusev has had a great career in WWE they're on this long break now and right we haven't seen them since wrestlemania time yeah a lot of people don't really know what's going on with them they haven't really talked about any of their plans people really don't know but i don't see them jumping ship i i don't know i don't see lana leaving maybe rusev leaving but i don't see lana leaving i think she's gained so much popularity and attention from wwe but at the same time you think about how passionate she is about this sport altogether yeah we've seen her on Total Divas, how she talks about she's trained so much and she's not giving the time that she needs. So maybe she is willing to start sharpening up her skills and continue furthering her passion for wrestling in another company. I just don't see it right now. I think they would stay together. and so Together forever. Yep. And so if one of them left, they would both leave. But I don't yeah. think they'll both leave. I think this was an interesting article. It made me think outside the box. It made me think about, you know, who I could see maybe moving to AEW. But at the end of the day... I feel like that always ends with a war. People will be mad and think that AEW is stealing former WWE talent. And even if these superstars were to go to AEW, they wouldn't be used right off the bat. They have a minimum of, I think, 30 or 60 or even 90 days where they cannot compete in another company. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if any of these predictions from Bleacher Report actually happen. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a superstar that has left the WWE, CM Punk is coming back into the wrestling community after a very long hiatus he will be at starcast this weekend i think it's going to be incredible starcast dropped a promo with cm punk in the ring he's being himself i think a lot of people are getting excited over this i think a lot of people still have the opinion that he's an and that he's cocky and he's just they don't like him but i think a lot of people are coming back to liking him and seeing that you know maybe there is a possibility of him going to AEW. they're in his hometown you know, the next night and this whole event, this whole weekend is in his hometown. So I think a lot of people have been thinking for a while, ever since it was announced that All Out would be in Chicago, that maybe CM Punk would get back in the business. But I don't know. Here's another I don't know where it's kind of like it would be interesting to see CM Punk in an AEW ring because he's so against WWE. He's had these cases where he's been sued whatever a whole bunch of mess that everyone can google because we're not about to go through all that like what do you think about this do you see cm punk going aw i feel like he's had his years of retirement he's been chilling he hasn't been wrestling he's made it known he doesn't want to wrestle but now he's at this wrestling convention and i don't know how to feel about this i mean these wrestlers were always wrestlers and they'll always be wrestlers so they're going to be interested in wrestling conventions and I think since it is in his hometown, he'll make an appearance. Well, he is slated to make the appearance of Starcast. He'll be speaking for the first time for in however long. But the whole thing with All Out, do you think he's going to be there? Do you think maybe he'll just kind of like step to the side and be like, you know what, this isn't a good look for me? Or do you think he's ready to just on everyone? 
I don't think that he's going to come back and be like this full huge time. wrestler again. Like, yeah, I don't think he's well, going to be full time. Well, I don't know if you realize at WWE shows still, but like when they're in Chicago or when they're in any other places, it seems like a lot of the times people would cheer CM Punk and right. that pisses a lot of people off online because they're like, CM Punk has been gone for this many years. You have superstars in the ring that are busting their ass and you're out here cheering for CM Punk like he's actually going to come out in a WWE ring. But then in the back of your head, you're wondering, is this dude really about to show up at an AEW show? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be full-time again, but will he make an appearance? Mm, probably. We'll have to see. Yeah, we will. For our final word on the street, we have a crazy match that was leaked. I'm so oh, excited for this. Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman in a Hell in the Cell match. This is like the peak of craziness. Is this confirmed? Flow. The event space oh my God. tweeted it out on accident, and Braun Strowman replied saying, if the student has to teach the teacher then so be it. He can get these hands like anybody else. Hashtag let the games begin. Hashtag my door open. Come on in. And then got crazier and Bray Wyatt responded, LOL, come teach me, baby boy. I oh, wow. You. <laughs> I can't even say that with a serious face. LOL, come teach me, baby boy. I love you. I've never lost a Seth and I don't care if I die. Literally. Oh, so maybe someone needs to check up on him. I think that was necessary a couple months ago. I think this would be a great match. I think this fiend is such an incredible character. A lot of people are captivated by it, even though it's scary as It's great to watch. Now, this whole thing with the venue leaking the match card for literally two months from now I think it might change, in my opinion, because all these cards, you know that they have them, they're always subject to change. So right. you never know. WWE might be pissed that wherever leaked it, you know, I, this has happened before. This has happened numerous times, to my knowledge, where these small towns, these small rural towns, they get these WWE events and they lose they don't they're know. like, oh my God. They don't know. They're like, oh my God, we have to say this. Or or the intern running the account accidentally leaks something that's supposed to be tweeted in two months. Right. I don't know the circumstances, but I think WWE fans are literally the best lurkers that I've ever seen. I commend them. And I think that's probably how this was found because I remember seeing it on our timeline at WWD CAST. It had like minimal retweets and it had some favorites. It wasn't, it didn't blow up like it has now. Right. So this would be such a great match. I hope they keep it. I don't think they will because it's gained so much attention yeah. already that people are either going to be like, oh, f- that match. Like, I didn't want to see that anyway at Hell in a Cell. Or they're going to be like, well, now we know what's going to happen for the next pay-per-view and the next couple of Raw episodes. Yeah. So I think they might change it knowing Vince. They probably will. But you never know. They might see that the fan interaction is really positive regarding it and they might keep it. We don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. Yep. Great wrestling. Great time to be alive. Lots to watch this weekend. Lots so of wine to indulge in. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wine Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We also Upload episodes every Saturday. Until next time, enjoy your wine and, of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.